Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Data Scientist Podcast. I'm very happy to have here with us today Alex Uspensky. Uh, he's the founder and CTO of LI.io, a startup that operates in the space of uh, AI avatars, uh, which is a very, very, very hot area. And I'm looking forward to a very interesting conversation around the current state of generative AI. Uh, hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tianas. Happy to have you. Uh, happy to have me to <laughs> <laughs> the chats and uh, talk about AI. Sure. Yeah, perfect. So would you like to uh, say a few things about, uh, you know, who, who you are, um, what Eli.io is doing and, you know, this whole idea of AI avatar? Sure. Yeah. So um, we are a generative AI startup, as you said, super hot topic. And uh, we started uh, to work on it uh, two and a half years ago with an idea of creating like virtual videos with virtual people. And um, now we have uh, 30 employees uh, growing, fundraising, and pretty much uh, um, yeah, trying to leverage AI technology, specifically lip sync, to um, work with real life uh, problems of our customers. And um, what exactly is our product is basically a video editor tool where you can uh, type text or uh, like create text using LLMs, for example, you can add visuals, different stuff. Then you choose the avatar, like the look of the or, or the person who's going to speak. And then you render the video and uh, you have a video with a real person speaking about like uh, anything that you want. Um, and uh, most the best uh, case for our tool and uh, like the best uh, ICP that's uh, who is using our product is uh, learning and development companies or like e-learning and anything about like creating videos for learning and uh, education. That's a fascinating use case. And uh, you said you've been doing this for two or three years or so. Uh, how much have you found the space has changed over the last few years with large language models and stable diffusion um, and these types of technologies? So when we started, that was not much uh, of such of kind of generative AI technologies yet. Even like two and a half years ago, stable diffusion was just like, you know, studying and the LLMs for sure were not that uh, useful, were not that cool at there now. Uh, I think that's what really impacted our business is like when uh, GPT 3.5 and ChatGPT was launched, uh, like in the beginning of this year, because it gives really much more attention into the space. And many people started to use AI much more. And uh, from our side, we also started to use more into like different technologies because anyway, if you create uh, videos from scratch, yeah, we use like... Um, generative AI LLMs to like help people to work with text. Then we use text-to-speech technologies to create voices, which is also like uh, grow a lot from, from within these two and a half years. So before it was, sorry. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> yeah, my daughter does this sometimes. She's like uh, Zoom bobbing all my interviews. It's like... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, this uh, COVID time of... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, so uh, basically um, what I was stopped on. Um, yeah, so it's like, it's definitely changed a lot. 
and we see it and we try you to be you know on this um, top edge of this generative AI technologies because this is because this is how we can give the best product yeah if for example we use old school text-to-speech which is out of dated we are not the best product on the market so uh, change it a lot and you you need to be really like on on top of it to to have a great product yeah 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 i see and with regards to the technology like do you find that you're using more like a commoditized apis or do you have your own ip like um because i think the commoditized space is getting very very competitive and it looks like there's some really nice products out there um yeah, how how do you solve this? This I mean, it's not like one problem. So I'm, I'm going to say, how do you solve this problem? But it's I guess many different separate problems, like text to to voice, um, lip syncing. Uh, I saw you also provide the capability to create a digital twin of oneself. So I guess these are like different services or or models. Yeah, so uh, that's that's a good question because it's really like challenging yet to understand what to focus on. And we decided in Eli from the day one that we focus specifically on lip sync in terms of like our own technology. Yeah, because mm. create this avatar, you need to go through different steps. And of course, like two main steps are uh, creating audio and created video. So um, to create video, we use our own technologies, lip sync uh, models, which actually can turn like uh, yourself or like mm. actors that we film into like speaking people yeah with a totally different audio and um, this is our ip and uh, it's not uh, open source technology that can provide such kind of quality mm -hmm. uh, lip sync uh, in the market at all even now yeah so it's, it's of course developed and many more companies can do more quality lip sync but still it's not like open source and um, it's also hard to like we have our own all our own API yet to give this opportunity to clients but still when you talk when you're working with videos it's like much more mm, much more different things yeah because like you have this avatar but you also on the video you have much more other tools that we mm -hmm. can use and for the audio we specifically don't go into like you know creating our more our own text-to-speech models because it's like you know totally different topic and we try to leverage all our R&D resources on something that we can do best and like, you know, basically outsource text-to-speech from other companies and we use APIs. And uh, for, for now, this is like, what is our strategy and we plan to work like this in the future. So we invest more into mm -hmm. like video. Yeah, maybe adding gestures, uh, more stuff into video, but audio is like something that uh, uh, companies like Eleven Labs can do much better than us. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm somewhat familiar with this space of AI avatars and something that I'm really curious about is um, how um, you can, I mean, how, how this space is going to evolve. So I know there's some serious money being spent on generative video applications. I think it's going to be the next big theme after generative images, generating images. And yeah. I'm just really curious to, to hear more about that. I'm curious to... Whether, what's your opinion on that? Do you believe that maybe in a few years from now, instead of um, having these pre-made avatars, uh, someone we will be able to use um, a prompt and say, hey, I'm looking for some avatar that looks like X, Y, Z, and then an AI can construct this person and maybe even construct scenes. Uh, do you think this might be possible? 
Yeah, yeah. I think we are moving forward into it because, like, you know, now we see that uh, AI can construct anything. Yeah, like you can uh, do much, pretty much. It's, of course, at like different levels of quality, yeah, for different tasks. But of course. Still, we are moving into like, you know, building everything from scratch. Yeah, and in our case, what we do is like, we of course monitor what's going on in the market, what technologies can we use. And uh, it could be that at some stage, our technology will be different a lot. Yeah, because the potential of like stable diffusion is like super huge. But for now, we don't see, it's like for now, this technology solves absolutely different problems. For example, it's like creating scenes yeah or creating some you know visuals yeah and our case is more like you know learning and text uh, speaking um, mm. videos like when you need to share some ideas and to teach somebody about something so and like for now we have in our backlog integration with like midjourney or something like that you know to help mm. our customers to add more generative ai assets like media yeah like videos mm -hmm. or photos into the videos but still avatars will be there and um, it's like lots of things to do with uh, matching um, audio with video and like with visuals for example our recent feature which is markers or marks <clears throat> mm -hmm. which uh, is super cool used by many of our clients is mm -hmm. when you can basically um attach your text into visual so you basically can say okay these objects can can will appear when this audio and this world will appear in a text so basically yeah. you, you don't need to manage like a real like the timeline of the video yeah and like see the exact second so everything is attached to text and this is our vision that's for, in in our use case uh, it's like more into like text-based videos yeah so but of course who knows like in two years maybe it's going to be absolutely different things and i think for startups it's important to just monitor and understand where the some technologies are moving to and like be ready to, to mm -hmm. be ready to leverage new technologies yeah and do you find that in terms of cloud providers there are any cloud providers which uh, seem to stand out as opposed to others, that maybe AWS is better for this type of AI, for generative AI compared to Azure or Azure because it uh, works with open AI, maybe it is better. Uh, do you have any preferences or any advice you would give to someone, to a startup that is just getting started with generative AI? Um, from our experience, uh, we didn't see like any particular like leader in this space because uh, when we're talking about our own models, we pretty much run them on um, just virtual machines. So any cloud can, you know, mm -hmm. give us virtual machines with GPUs. So it's not much, you know, too different. But uh, of course, um, what really helps is, for example, credits, yeah, from, from big providers because mm -hmm. we... We, we can save a lot on like costs to cover um, GPU machines. And also I would say we, for example, just started with like using AWS SageMaker, but uh, again, like it's, I think many different companies can, they all provide so many AI related things. Mm. Uh, so uh, for me, there is no like a winner here. Uh, we pretty much uh, we started with AWS, but now we, we we use all three like Azure, 
Google, AWS for different things, you know, because... Okay, uh, that, that, I think that's quite special because I think many companies just go with one vendor and they just get locked into this. Uh, how yeah, do you like, think, like this cross-vendor communication, for, yeah. Yeah, for, for example, for some specific things like, okay, storage of the of your media, yeah, it, it's hard to like do, do it on different providers, so we need to stick with something, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, for example, for TTS, we use text-to-speech from different companies. Yeah, it's okay, like I see what you mean. AP-based, yeah, or some other stuff. And you just need to run your Docker machine on any cloud. Also, you in this case, you're just pretty much flexible with the cloud. So mm -hmm. it depends on the task, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. And uh, what's your prediction around the state of generative AI in terms of images, video, LLMs, text, uh, what do you think the future is going to look like? Um, it's it's changing super fast and uh, specifically like in terms of text and LLMs, chats, yeah. Like I see how, how fast this space is changing, but of course uh, we see all these products when companies can generate from prompts anything. And um, I think that's like I I'm not like from those who think that you know AI will conquer the world and like we need to be afraid of everybody's losing the jobs. Uh, I'm more thinking that this moving into like okay helping people resolve things faster and you mm -hmm. know doing things cheaper and uh, with better quality. So all about that. So generative AI will help people to create better things faster and. You don't need designers will still be there. They will just be using new tools to create yeah. new media. And this is my vision for the for the next years. But uh, about like five years prediction, it's already harder to you know predict anything <laughs> because yeah. seeing how fast things things are changing, who knows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, perfect. Yeah. Um, so before we go, where can our listeners learn more about you and uh, and about the company? Um, on our websites, it's eli.io. Um, pretty much anything about Eli there. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, if you can touch link, uh, happy to chat. Maybe anyone can, uh, if who have questions, can reach me and ask. So pretty much these two two points. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, Alex. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It was great to chat. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And make sure to go to the datascientist.com for more content on AI, data science, and Web3. And we hope to see you again at some other of our episodes. Thank you.